Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems, home improvement problems, that is, and for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. Boom! Rich, how'd you do that, man? I'm here. Dude, that's awesome. That's a new intro I every time. Door, so the one last week. <laughs> Excellent, brother. I like how you just bang, you just pop in. Well, I told you I'd pop in tonight. Yeah, that's excellent. Awesome. Hey, uh, so tonight we're going to talk, or today, we're going to talk about outlets, how to properly install an outlet, how to ground it, and, and do all that stuff. We got an email that we'll read here. Uh, so that's kind of the whole reason we decided to go ahead and just do this as a complete topic because that outlet before we do that though we want to say thanks to the niles design district for helping us out and doing this go to nilesdesigndistrict.com it's linked right down below you can always uh, go check that out and uh, you can also click on the subscribe button and uh, that way you'll be notified every time uh, we put up a new one every week so uh, please subscribe and uh, click on the like button while you're at it so uh, you got that email there, Rich? You want to go ahead and read yeah. that so, so that way that we know we're going. Right. That's what led to all this. So we received an email from Bob and said, Ron, I have conduit and metal outlet boxes throughout my house. Question. Do I have to use a ground wire to outlets from my box, or is it okay to use my metal box as my ground as the outlet screws provide ground to outlets? Adding the extra wire from the box seems redundant. I realize adding the extra ground isn't bad, but is it needed per NEC code? And he lives in Westchester, and he's thanking for the help, and he says, love you guys. Sure. So it's Bob. That's Bob. So, hey, Bob. All right, Bob. So uh, here. Thanks for the question. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, so I, I, I tried to keep the, uh, uh, the lengthy response down to something uh, manageable for him, so hopefully that came out too, too good. So. Uh, first off, see, look at it. So we've got you set up here. Here's a piece of metal conduit going into a metal box. And then we've got the wires here. We've got a white wire, which is your neutral. This, mm -hmm. this blue black wire, that is your hot. And then this is a switch leg. This is an orange. I don't know if you can see that very well, but it's an orange one. So we're going to, we're going to show you how to do that also so that we can have but a switched my, my outlet. Hot leg could be black, red. Correct. Blue, yellow, whatever. Correct. Could be any color you want in a pipe. Uh, if you run the extension cords like Rich does down in Florida, then you're going to end up yeah. with a, a black, a red, and a white in, in this scenario. Mm -hmm. so, um, so there you go. So neutral is always going to be white, or it should yes. be, if, if your house is wired correctly. It can also be a gray. So uh, if you've got a newer home and you see gray as a neutral, that is also correct. Now, ground is always going to be a green color. And that's the only color you can use green for is just ground only. So uh, just keep that in mind as you do it. Now, if you're working on a home from the 50s, late 40s, early 50s, you will find green used as a hot. So uh, that, that's just gonna be in older homes. So again, too much information. <laughs> so let's get into no. the outlets. Uh, first off, we'll go with the first one here. And this one is a, I just picked this up today. It's 69 cents. It's a regular out, grounded outlet. 
And this is probably what everybody would grab because out of all of the ones I've got sitting here, this is 59 cents. And for the most part, I don't think you can tell the difference. It looks the same. So got holes. <laughs> they all have holes, and you can plug something into it. So that's why, uh, that's why I picked these up. But there is a difference. And if you look on the back of this one, these screws, I don't know if you can see that, the screws that mount it to the box are just loose. So that is not a self-grounding outlet. So the ground hole is grounded to the strap, but if that screw is not connected to the box properly, you could also have an ungrounded outlet. So they make these that have a little, there's a little jumper wire on the back to, to pinch that wire. Oops, sorry, that's gonna be this one here. So it pinches the screw so that that way as it goes in, it's holding that screw in place and it's grounding that out so that now you have a grounded outlet, grounded strap to the box and that's good. Now this one also, you can tell there's a little difference in there. If you can zoom in a little is bit more. That a, uh, is that an anti-tamper outlet? Correct. These are tamper-resistant outlets. So Because yeah, you can't see the holes on the camera very well. There yeah. you go. But it'll say so when you're straight on, the, the light's not showing the, the holes. Yeah, see? Yeah. So the, that's... I can see it. Yeah. So that's a TR. I've got two... T so I've got a TR here, but this is not, this is not a self-grounding. It's so... Uh, this one was $1.29. It's a TR. It'll say TR right on the outlet so that the inspectors know that you've used it, the correct outlet. This is also code now today to use a TR outlet. But for some reason, they're still making them without the grounding strip, self-grounding. And, and that may be because plastic boxes and stuff don't require them because screwing this into a plastic box doesn't do, any, do anything for you. So that's, that's probably what these are for. So if you're going to, going to not have a ground wire and you're going to be securing it to a metal box, you would want to use one of these with the grounding wire. I don't know if, let's see if we can get that in there. Uh, there you go. You can see it. There's a little wire jumping mm -hmm. on the back to hold the screw. You'll also find them like this a lot, different manufacturers. See that that's gray or that, that brass piece on there? And what are you going to do? You're going to hold it right up to the screen. Whoosh! Flip it over. <laughs> flip it over. Flip it over. There you go. So you see how one side it's has that like brass that piece on it? it? That's the self-grounding portion of that outlet, and the other mm -hmm. side is not self-grounding. So that's the thought, difference. I didn't know that's actually what that was for. I thought it was just so you'd only lost one screw at a time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So there. Uh, can you see the little, there's a little jumper wire. Different manufacturers do different things. That's why I wanted to show both of those options. So that's self-grounding, and that's what you should be using if, you're, if you've got a metal box. Because as we go through this, you'll, you'll see how, it, how it does, uh, one doesn't work correctly and the other one will. So um, next up, let's okay. do this one right here. And what we're so going to... Yep. Does it make any difference if I've got screws on the side or if I stab the back, you know, the little holes in the back of the outlet? Yeah, oh, thankfully they don't make those anymore, those backstabbers. Uh, they, they don't? No. They, so now you have these that you don't have to, you, you don't have to go around. They just have a, a crimp. So you can put it in there, and it, it, the screw actually just hits the terminal and holds it down. You could also have these kind of just have a regular screw that you just have to go put the screw around them. Mm -hmm. so, and you just wrap the wire around the screw, and then you're off and running. So I didn't know they stopped making backstabbers, though. So. 
Yes, because uh, that was just a metal, uh, just a little metal clip. As the wire went in, it held it. But then yeah. over time, that would loosen up, and then it would arc and create heat, and the outlet wouldn't work, or you'd have a fire. So you can see these have little uh, terminals that screw down and hold it in place versus these. Yeah, that's, that yeah, you I have was to, always taught to, to make the hook on my wire and get it around that screw and then correct it down. So. Correct. So let's go ahead and get started here. Let's, let's put this in. And, so uh, are your wires hot, or are they? Is your oh, we should try. Up. Good, good question, Rich. Let's test that. So we'll take our little. Well, it's oh. always fun to find out the hard way. Yes. So you'll see that not, not making any noise. So that switch leg right there is is not hot. Neutral is not hot. It shouldn't be. And uh oh, lights on. And it's making Red a beeping dead. noise. Yep. So that one. Red is dead. <laughs> so our black wire is in fact hot. So we're going to want to be careful with that. So let's first thing we'll do is we'll strip our neutral. And how long should your strip be? Uh, I do half inch, uh, five eight, something like that. Because what you want to do then is take that and then roll it over so that you have a little hook on that wire. Can you see that? Mm -hmm. There we go. So, so the new style backstabber, though, where you actually have the clamping thing, it usually has a strip gauge right on the back of the outlet, which is right around a half inch, like you said. Correct. And oh, they, all, they all seem to have that on there. They all have a little gauge on there of where to strip it. So um, let's, go with the, let's go with the tamper proof one here first. So there we go. So how do I know which side is white and which side is hot? Is there a difference on the outlet? Sure. So the silver is going to be your white wire, your neutral. Okay. And it doesn't matter what corresponds with the big big slot. Correct. So if I had all four were gold screws, I could still see that the big slot is on that side, and I'd know that's my neutral side. Correct. So we're using the tamper-proof one. So that then the other side, this other terminal screw, we just run that in. So if you had more than one wire you had a bunch of neutrals, you would take a, a small strip of white wire, go into all the other ones, clump them together, you wire nut those, and then you only have one wire going to your, going to your outlet. If you used this other side and went, and went to another outlet, if you ever disconnected this, it kills everything down line, and you don't want that to happen if you had to service this one outlet. So next up, we roll it over, and then we'll take our hot wire, now, why can you touch it if it's hot? I'm touching the insulation. Oh. I'm not, I'm not actually touching well, the copper part. And again, just to be argumentative, you could actually touch that wire as long as you're not grounded. Correct. If you are grounded in any way, shape, or form, like your foot's wet, yep. you Were will you? feel it. Or, or touching the ground. Yes. Correct. So it's kind of like, um, kind of like car cables. You don't want the the red and the black to touch just like this. You don't want the black to touch any of the others, or just uh, no, any. none none of the others. Okay. Well, if you hit the switch like it would just turn the light on. Correct. It would. Yes, that, <laughs> that's true. So okay, so now we've also turned that one over, and again, when we put this terminal on here, we're going this. That ticker notice, on the bottom, you should have it saying there that you should really turn the breaker off while doing this. It's just that Ron is a licensed <laughs> and, and, you know, licensed, licensed electrician. practicing electrician. Correct. So as we do that wire, we want it to wrap in the same direction at, that we're going to tighten the screw up. 
So if you noticed on the other side, I did that automatically. I also do my neutral first so that I'm using less time that I'm actually working with a hot outlet. So, so now we tighten this side up. And let's tighten this. There we go. So I always run all the screws down tight just to get them down and out of the way so they don't have to worry about them hitting something else and grounding you mean out. Like after the plastering sign, you got to play um, operation? Correct. So the next thing I would do for this outlet, I've got the, the black on the brass terminals. I've got the white on the silver terminals. So that outlet is now live and working. So let's, uh, let's just make this a little bit safer. And we'll take the electrical tape. Let's flip this over here. Electrical tape, we do the hot side first. Lay it over there. Push that down. And now we just wrap it around. Come back over here. And then one more time, we go across our hot side. So our hot side is double taped. And now we're good. So we can plug this in, plug our tester in. And there you can see it, but it's not working Whoa. properly. No, why? It's, it's not lighting up right. It's got a problem somewhere. And I don't know what's wrong with that. Why would that happen? Rich? Because you don't have it grounded. Because <laughs> we don't have it grounded. So here now we go back to Bob's question. Right. <clears throat> so I used the one, I used the uh, tamper-proof outlet, but it doesn't have the grounding wire on it. So it's not going to want to secure properly and ground oh, you properly. you have a grounding lug on that tamper-proof made TR? This, this, is, this is the tamper-resistant, but mm. it's not self-grounding. I left the self-grounding one out. So even though this, 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 and the whole point of this is you can buy them all these different ways. So now what we would do, if we wanted to make this self-grounding, we can use these straps. And this is already pre-done. It's got a screw on one side, which is a 1032 in case you want to know. And then we have this hook here that's already pre-made. And uh, I really like using these ground, ground wires, these ground pigtails, because now you can just put that on there like that. You tighten that down. You take this other end, and you screw it right into the grounding lug that's already pre-done and ready for you. So you would take, it goes right in this box right here. There's a hole there. And you tighten that up. There. So now that's grounded. This would go to your outlet. And now it doesn't matter if, if these screws were not were, were floating and it wasn't making good contact, you would still be, have a permanent ground because this would go to your grounding terminal. So there's also a lot of these have these bump in here. You can see that that's for the ground. But this other there's one other hole in the metal box that you can also run that number 10 into if you want to. Um, so both of these boxes I've got actually have that so I wouldn't recommend using like drywall screws. No, no, no. It, well, that's it, what I. We see that a lot in really. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. No, that, these are machine screws. They're made to do this. Wow, you're standing mm -hmm. kind of close to me there, Rich. You're getting. I'm sorry, you're creeping over into your box. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So now what we could do? The other option here, we've got. Let's let's go ahead and slide this. Over. We'll put the plastering on. Not yet. 
So you're pulling out your switch leg? Yep, uh, and, and the grounding. <clears throat> so our plaster ring is made to take the box that was roughed in flush with your, with your framing. Mm -hmm. And now that plastering, what that does is bring the metal out flush with your drywall. And to be up to code, and you won't see this um, in, in older homes, but this surface, this part here, should be out and flush with your drywall. It should not be recessed. So that as you run this outlet in, it will, uh, it will sit tight against that. Right. So, and they make plaster rings in many different depths. So Correct. regardless of drywall, plaster, paneling, you can buy them for the depth of your finished wall. Yes. Yes, you can. So now we're going to run this in here. Operation, don't touch the sides. <laughs> That's all right. I slept at a Holiday Inn last night. I'm good. So if for some reason, let's say this outlet wasn't all the way in. Now let's see if we get that. You can see there's still some play in here because I didn't tighten it all the way down to the box. Um, but there, see, now we do have two yellows. No red. We don't want a red wire. That's not good. But as I move this around, you, you can see that that starts to flash on and off flash on and off there a little bit because it's not grounded properly. So what we could do is hook that ground up and make that also, um, we could hook that ground up to it and then it would be grounded all the right. time. So again, down here where we use a lot of Romex, um, your Romex, like you said, says a black and a white, typically your hot right. neutral. But there's also a bare copper wire, which because we don't have conduit and pipe and metal boxes, we have to use that bare ground wire and we ground that. So when you pull the outlet out, it's still grounded. Correct. Correct. Which so I'm shocked because I forget I'm grounded. In other words, you turn it over, you start taking the hot wire off, and your finger's laying on there, and you're like... Right, right, right. Dummy, take the ground off. You are now grounded. So, Well, I see, and now I will always leave the ground and the neutral on first, and then take the, take the hot off last, or take the hot off first. Mm-hmm. So we would. So we want to make that what we're working on. We want to de-energize that as soon as possible. So the first one we go to is our black wire, and now we de-energize this outlet. Now we can work on it again safely. So we're going to roll this over, and we'll put this lug on here. Now you don't need to buy these. Uh, these pre-done. Uh, grounding well, pigtails. If you're just doing a few outlets, it's well worth it because a roll of green wire costs you 50 bucks. Right. So if you have, go to the full shot. Let's see if you have one in there. You got it. So you can buy a roll of this for $75. Um, they also make these kind right here that come in a pre-made package. But these are just wires, and I, I don't like these because they're just wrapped around the the number 10 screw. But it's just, let's see. There we go. We got that. It's, all it is is just the wire bent around that number 10 screw. There you go, sonar. You can show that up close. There. See? Nice hand job. Excellent. 
So there you go. So you could do that. Um, let's lay it down there. Okay, so the other, the other side, what do you call those? Uh, I have, we just call them a switched outlet around here, but you call them what? Oh, down here, it's called a half hot. Okay, so on a half hot, uh, Mr. Handjob, can, can we have you over here again, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what you want to point out is on the, this side here. See that little tab in the middle? Okay. So if you look on that, you'll see there's, there's a little tab right between the two terminals. Roll it over. Roll it over slightly. Roll the face towards the, the camera a little bit. Like the, There you go. See that? There you go. Now back up. Back up. Back, back. There you go. You see that little terminal right in there between the two? So if you want to have half of this outlet hot and half of it switched, what you can do now is you take your, your pliers, needle nose, and you can just grab that little piece and you turn it over. You only want to do it on the, on the hot side because that neutral does, is, well, is on the same circuit, so we don't need to worry about that. And we break that piece off. So now that little piece between the two is gone. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take our switched, I like my client, sorry, the switched one here, and put our same bend on it. So we've got the hook. Again, we're going to wrap, let's open this one back up. So now, again, we're going to wrap that around the screw the same way we tighten it. So that way, as we tighten it, it also pulls that wire in tighter versus it wanting to jump out. out. So, so now we're making what Rich calls a half hot. So yeah. that, now we got the, the orange on that side. We're going to put the hot back on to the other side. Now, which side do you guys make the switched and what side is the, is there a standard down there for this? I don't think there's anything standard down here, but I typically <laughs> make the right side, the switch light, switch, switch side. Okay, so are you mounting but your outlets again, up and down? No, yeah, typically I would do it, but see, that's just old school from being up there. Right. Our, uh, most of the time our outlets are, or are vertical. Correct. So is your top one going to be the switched and the bottom hot all the time, or, is it, do you get, or does typically it matter? Typically the top would be switched. Okay. Because your so, lamp cord would be on a table going down to the outlet, so you didn't want to have it reversed with something that was plugged in and laid on the floor. Correct. So there you go. Okay, so we're going to, again, we're going to put the tape on the hot side, wrap it around the neutral side. We've now got our ground wire on there, so we're going to be grounded. And now we're going to go ahead and come across the hot side one more time, making sure that's hot or that's covered and, and we're in good shape. So now you can see one outlet. We've got four wires going to it. So we've got our switch leg, no our sparks. neutrals. And no sparks yet, and a green and our black. So now we're going to put these wires back down in here. Well, check it with your, your tester. I will. Because you put the ground wire on. Correct. So now we haven't screwed it in. Right, so it should still be grounded. So now let's put this in here and see what happens. There. See, we've got two so that's yellow. that's how you make a 69-cent outlet work. <laughs> yes, you spend a dollar fifty on a pigtail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I only paid sixty nine cents for the outlet. Right. So there you go. So now let's put this on the other side, and you can see we don't have any lights there at all. That's completely dead because we wired it up to our switch leg. To a switch leg. Yeah. Excuse me, Rich. I'm going to step in front of you. 
Oh, sorry. Let me go. You got it? Okay, there we go. Did you see that? Now that just came on. Because off camera, I've got, got that switched. So we went somewhere, we switched it. So now we've got both sides are hot. But as soon as, excuse me, Rich, again. There we go. Sorry. You got that? All right. Um, so there. So now half of it's on with a switch. And the other side is always hot. So there you go. Half hot. So that's how you do it. So now, even though this outlet is not installed into the box properly, and it's not a self-grounding outlet, it is grounded because I put that pigtail on there. Which is what you have to do where you have Romex. Yes, and now where you have Romex, you always have to company, use that. Company. The majority of the country is Romex, so it's better off getting in the habit of using the ground. But Correct. again, if you have a home in the Chicago area or with conduit, then you're good to go. Right. Uh, and I think the rest of the country, what do you, when do you finally go to a conduit? Is that commercial? Commercial, yeah. So if you've got a commercial application, it, th this will work for that also. So now... Still got to remember, like, conduit for us, because salt air is so corrosive that it really eats the pipe from the inside out. Huh. So... It may know, not be a not good application. really want coastal. Especially if you're mixing metals. So if you use aluminum and steel or, or any of those combinations, that right there is more corrosive than just using steel or just using aluminum. Right. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Okay, so. Yeah, and we actually, like for our service conductors and that, the majority of it's all aluminum down here. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where I know we always use copper. Correct. Where you is. So Where we is, yes. So there you go. But okay, I have to so, use copper on my pool panels. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, so we've got the outlet installed now. And if you give me a shot from the top there, for me, this, this ground always goes to the right. That's the way it should be in the Chicagoland area. Don't ask me why. Everybody's got a good reason uh, of why they think it happens. I just think, you know, it's a right-handed world, so they put the ground to the right as a consistent thing to just follow as a general rule. Um, that's the first sign when I walk in and they say that outlet's not working and I look down and that ground is off to the left. I know someone that's not experienced has been in there working. So I'm a little more cautious about what I'm going to find and a little more concerned about what I'm going to find once I open that box up. And what if it was up and down? What if it was vertical instead of horizontal? I, uh, usually the ground is down, but um, mm -hmm. you know I don't I don't know how they would they would do that. Different parts of the country do yeah. different things. Um, no, like you said, ground is typically down. Right. <coughs> Excuse now, me. Now you had four wires in there, correct? But it seemed like two of them did the same job, just one had a switch. Correct. So the switch wire is still technically a hot wire. It's just not Only if on the all the time. Closed. Right. Yeah, excuse me, Rich. I got to step up for you again. Oh, sorry. There you go. Damn. Okay. Oh. There we go. All right. So, yeah, see? So right there, you can see that that is that's switched. So it is, it's a hot, mm -hmm. and I didn't use a, I, I can only use a colored wire for that. I can't use green. I can't use white, and I can't use neutral for that switch leg. Mm -hmm. But I can use any other color I want. Gotcha. Same with the hot. We can use any other color we want. We just can't use those green. three colors. Green is well, and some of the ground stuff that only. you guys do, like if you're doing a three-way switch or something, you might use two purples, which will just indicate they're travelers. Correct. Because very rarely will somebody see a purple wire and think it's a hot. Correct. Correct. So uh, the, the, more, the more you work with it within our company, we have just general guide rules of mm 
-hmm. you know, what wires are doing what, so that when we walk in and we see a yellow, we know that's a switch leg to somewhere. We see, right. uh, we see two purples taped together, we know that, that is, those are travelers for a three-way somewhere. So, um, and it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a code, and we use black and red go with white, blue and brown go with gray. If we were pulling four circuits, and then just uh, again coming from an electrician or electronic side into <laughs> electrician, right. uh -huh. um, so the the other side, the common, we have to have just because it's it's AC, you need a, the return or the other Correct. side to it, and then um, I guess why would you need the ground as well? Well, if, if there's a short, the if there's a short within that that uh, the neutral wire. Mm -hmm then it's got a secondary way back to the panel. Gotcha. Um, if there's a motor and that motor shorts out, mm -hmm. then uh, that shorts out to the housing of the motor. Gotcha. Or like the vacuum cleaner that you're holding onto, that's grounded out to, so that that way, if, if that ever shorts out, goes to there, goes back to ground and trips your breaker. Gotcha. So that is and like an theory, emergency. And in theory, if you wire. have voltage surges or lightning strikes, it should take the path through ground instead of through neutral in your panel. Correct. Because it's actual ground, not a floating. Correct. Okay. Correct. Which means... So that's something we ground. do down here that would blow your mind. So when I pour the footings, we have to put in a building ground rod, which goes from... It's tied to all the steel in the footing, comes up, we tie everything together, and then when we bond everything, it goes back to the building ground. Yep. And then we still have to put two ground rods outside for our 400-amp service. Wow. It's, yeah, but every bit of steel in all of our structure is it's grounded all, that way. It's all bonded together. But you get a lot more yeah. lightning and a lot more thunderstorms, so I, I would... Uh, yeah, I still... I, I was always taught one path to ground. Like, you know, you might need two ground rods on a larger amp service, but it doesn't make much sense to me to put ground rods outside and then still tie all the steel together and have a building ground, which gives you a secondary path. Correct. So, and I think NEC was changing, like your meter housings was going to have a grounding bar that the phone company, cable company, everybody would tie onto because it used to be where the cable company would come out and they'd put their own ground rod in. Right. Well, then when your house got struck by lightning, your VCR would blow up because that was the closest path to ground. Everything <laughs> went through your VCR, showing yep. my age there, by the way, Right. as opposed to going to ground. Right. That, so, that, that happened to your 8-track tape player too then, right? Now, my knee went through that. Ziminova, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my knee went right through it when I hit that. Yeah. The other yeah. reason of having a building ground is so that when you plug in something that you want to listen to, like your 8-track player or, or, or anybody else, you're not getting the local radio station. Yep. Because if you have a floating, a floating ground or a ground that's not really ground, yep. all of those frequencies are being caught by the electric. The electrical wiring in your house yep. and here in Chicago even the um, even the conduit is is picking all that up so sure. if you ever so if you ever notice that hey I, I'm picking up a, a radio station when I plug my headphones into my CD player yep. or something like what what do we uh, <laughs> how do we fix that you sure. have that building ground yep and, and, and solidly ground it and then then you're gonna be good so um, the other quick tools you can use you could have uh, let's go back to that overhead shot. Yeah. So if you don't have one of these plug-in outlets, then then you can use one of these. And this this just shows a voltage test, and you know you, you can turn it on. And you just you can just stick it down in there, and should 
if, it, if the terminals were long enough, I could get it to go. So anyway, that would show 120 volts, and, and you're good there. This also has a GFI tester in it, so we can test the GFI and trip them. Um, they make these with, with a button on the side that you can hit and also test your GFIs. And then you have That's these. That's what I have. And then you have these little quick deals. These are a blast. These are really fast. You can stick it in there and you can hear it going off. So, Well, that just tells you that there's electrical current present. Correct. Which is, again, we've done shows in the past where if you had six inches of water in your basement mm -hmm. and you had a short in the water, the breaker wouldn't blow. But if you pass that wand over the water, the light would go on and make noise. And it would tell you the water's electrified. So nope. you don't want to go in it. No. Nope. Keep your butt out of there. That's why they tell you don't go in your flooded basement. It's not because there's a rattlesnake swimming around. <laughs> yeah. Water can be electrified. You right. ground yourself. Right. You go down, you time. slip, you're and then done. you grab a grab a pipe or a, a, a water line or something, then boom, you're gone. Well, that's why I try to tell people. Just hire, a, you know, if you're a backyard warrior, you might just want to hire an electrician. You yep. Know? Yep. Exactly. So... Yeah, or at uh, least a buddy to pull you pull you off of being being caught, you know? <laughs> Somebody to tie a rope around you or throw a chair at you if you get caught. That's what the I would just tie the for. rope. If I look like I'm struggling, yank, because right. you don't yeah. want to touch the person. <laughs> In the Navy, we had a broom. Uh -huh. we had a broom, we just, we just push you with the broom. Oh, there was one other little bit we've got here. I'll, well, let's, let's see if I can. I've got to step in front of you one more time. So there we're, we're, you know, we know we're good there. I also wired the ground up. Let's see if that works. Oh, look at that. See? For some reason, the ground went out, so you only have one. And if you look on the side of this tester, you'll be able to uh, see. It tells what, you what those lights what, mean. What the different lights mean. So that I, that shows you that the ground was out and that you would have to do something. So um, <laughs> there you go. Okay. I think I'm done, Rich. We talked about this pretty good. And I, you know, if anybody's still listening <laughs> or watching, we appreciate it. Make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button and uh, click on the bell so you get notified next time we're doing this. And you know, they were just watching to see if you'd shock yourself, and you didn't, so it's <laughs> sort of like anticlimactic. Sorry, man. <laughs> Been doing this a couple of years. You could at least grab it for the thumbnail. At least, right. at least the, uh, Yeah, come on. I'll, I'll, send you that, I'll send you that picture. You can, you can plug them in later, the thing on the end here. So. Let me grab that switch there. Now put your right. finger in there. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on. Oh, that's a lively show. Yep, cool. All right, so hopefully you learned something. We showed you how to put in an outlet properly, how to properly ground it, and mm -hmm. uh, and get it installed and, and do it safely. So that, that way you don't uh, hurt somebody in your home. And make sure you're using these new tamper-resistant ones that will uh, not allow the kids to stick anything inside of there to, to get shocked. So. That's what the tamper resistance for. Just look for a little TR on the side. And with that, I'll say uh, let's keep it square and level. Until next time. Until next time. There you go. Yep. All right, cool. Located on Milwaukee Avenue, the Niles Design District is a home improvement destination for consumers, designers, and contractors. For those looking to renovate a kitchen or a bathroom, expand with a new addition, or enhance their curb appeal, the Niles Design District in Niles, Illinois offers everything in one convenient location. It's your road to a better home.